in-depth conversations about getting dirty and growing strong through exploring the Pachamaya healing model. If you're enjoying our content, there are many ways you can show your support, including posting a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, or by joining our mailing list at wherethelotusgrows.com. Leaving a review will get you an on-air shout-out, and joining our mailing list, you'll get a monthly email full of inspiration to keep you on track. You can also become a supporting member on patreon.com slash wherethelotusgrows, where your kind support is rewarded with additional gifts and content we've created just for you. We've chosen not to have advertisers, so the only way to keep our show going is through your generous Patreon support. We hope that our podcasts uplift you in your world. If you benefit in any way from our show, please become a supporting member. Kim and I also see clients privately. If you go to the website, there is more information about our private practice website as well. Creditarians, getting dirty and growing strong. Hi, Creditarians. So, Tanya, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to revisit the moon. One of our very popular episodes last season, we dedicated an entire episode to living by the moon cycle. During that episode, I vowed to try some intention setting, manifesting, and just basic emotional tracking in accordance with the cycle of the moon. So I wanted my tracking to be driven by myself as opposed to like an app. I think you and I both discussed different apps and options. I don't have anything against those apps. I just didn't want to be influenced by an app suggestion. What I did download was a basic moon calendar that gave me the moon days, faces, uh, the astrological signs, and um, downloaded a really beautiful lunar abundance graphic by Ezzy Spencer, E-Z-Z-I-E Spencer. I believe she's from Australia. It illustrates how to use the moon for setting intentions and creating abundance. And then I additionally began um, tracking my body's moon cycle and noted in my journal just how I felt in accordance with these cycles and just kind of a general, you know, happy face, smiley face (laughs) kind of system. (laughs) Um, Now, Kim, you mentioned you use an app, but your app's not for the moon. Yeah, so I don't have a moon cycle app. I think perhaps you recalled uh, me talking about a flow app that I use for my menstrual cycle and scheduling according to your stage in the menstrual cycle. So that app breaks it out into um, four things. Okay. That's still kind of, you know, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, it's more hormonal. Um, I currently don't have a moon app. But I believe uh, we have an episode coming up this season where we'll spend uh, a little bit of time just on the menstrual cycle and what those four phases are. Okay. And then I will see if maybe for our listeners, if there's an interest, if I can tie that into the moon a little bit. Because the interesting thing that I found out, and I'm sorry in advance if this is TMI for some of our listeners, um, it was a really fascinating thing that my menstrual cycle does line up with the moon um so I noticed that my moon is or my body is kind of synced and I see ant flow around the new moon 
and I ovulate around the full moon. And so it kind of flows with that. So it'd be interesting to see if that also falls in with the phases of um, the menstruation app and the different things that you have to say with that. I wonder if maybe we could link those together. Yeah. Um, and I'll put a link to the app that I use, MyFlow, uh, in our resource notes. So it might be neat because that app, you can even hook it up like if you wanted to hook up the MyFlow app with Tom so Tom could see mm-hmm. where you were. Um, You could do that. And so you might like, uh, you know, since you already have this moon calendar going Mm -hmm. and you've been tracking stuff, you might find some correlation there. That's interesting. See, I don't know if, and this should probably be saved for the the menstruation episode, but (laughs) I don't know if I want to give him that much power. Uh, well, you know, men's, going on and when, men's when hormones are like on a 24 hour cycle and female, uh, hormones are on a 28 day cycle. Oh, day cycle. Right. And, uh, so I think for the men, you know, it's nice to know, like when are maybe more opportune times to have sex and not to have sex. Right. Um, no, you I know, see both sides of where it could be useful. And then I also see, I don't want to hear. I knew there was a reason why you were so grumpy today. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but they should keep those comments maybe to themselves and just right? like look at the app and go, uh-huh. You know? <laughs> maybe like that, that part shouldn't, there should be a filter on that part. <laughs> I like that. So back to the moon. Um, you have a little bit about yoga in the moon or specifically a number that is uh, associated with yoga. Um, yeah, it's alignment with the moon. Yeah, I mean, we we hear this number 108 all the time mm-hmm. in yoga, and there's a significance in yoga, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And Vedic astrologers determine that the average distance between the sun, moon, and Earth is 108 times their respective diameters. So therefore, we we view this number of uh, as wholeness and existence. And if we, you know, you and I both chant, so a traditional mala has 108 beads plus one guru bead around which the other 108 beads turn like the planets around the sun. And 108 is double um, that of a rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then if we break down and we look at the numbers of one, zero, and eight, you know, as their own thing, um, it represents one thing nothing and everything infinity right Mm -hmm. so it represents the belief of the ultimate reality of the universe as being uh simultaneously one empty and infinite so commonly you'll see yogis doing 108 sun salutations in between seasons to signify new beginnings and sacred changes that are going to happen in the universe i love this and i love that you tied that sacred number the very auspicious number to the moon I have also heard you said the um the distance between them 108 times their respective diameter I have heard and I guess I should have fact checked this ahead of time but it's also the distance between the moon and the earth Mm. is 108 um of whatever increments of measurements. I'm sorry. I know, I I'm, know I'm like that. going, is that going to be like light years or how do you, how do you measure that in space? Increment of measurement between the moon and the earth that I'm not because I wasn't prepared for that part. Um, but I have, I have heard that as well. 
So before I get into what I found in the experiment, what what did you discover about the moon? Well, you know, I I often think that I don't give the moon enough uh, credit. I know it's there. I know it um, affects my energy. But the full moon is a time of fullness and completion, endings and letting go. So the light of the full moon helps illuminate those things that are holding us back and preventing us from moving forward in life. So it's a great time, you know, to, have you ever done that burning um, ceremony where you write down on a piece of paper things you want to let go of on one side, and on the other side, you write down things that you want to manifest, and then you burn it in the um, fire. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great time to to do that because when we become aware of things that are blocking us and holding us back, we're able to work on letting them go so we're no longer feel, you know, so stuck. And we can use the two-week period of the waning moon when it's becoming smaller to continue letting go and affirming our willingness to release any obstacles to happiness. And this clearing period creates space for opportunities to blossom when the moon, new moon arrives, and it brings with this the opportunity of new beginnings and new directions. So we get to use the new moon energy to identify what is what it is that we really want to bring into our life, and we can start to plant those seeds of growth. And during the two weeks of the waxing moon, where it's growing larger, we continue to add energy to our intentions, our goals we've set, take any actions that we want. Um, so that we can help make our dreams a reality. And then that whole process starts again. So just like you get to st- you know, wake up and start over with a new day and make new choices there, you also have you know, this cycle of the moon, which is, takes about a month, right, I think? Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly how many days it is. But mm-hmm. th- we also have that cycle that we can work on things as well. No, I, and so I found this was my intention. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Kim. When we discussed that in the last episode, I was like, I'm going to do a little experiment with this and I'm just going to pay attention to the moon and pay attention to what's going on in my life and see if it tracks, right? So I found it to be very interesting. It was difficult to maintain a practice like remembering all the time when I should be setting an intention and when I should be um, reflecting back, when I should be releasing and letting go and when I should be harvesting. Sometimes it would, it would come to me and I'd be like, oh, I should have done this yesterday or three days ago. Do you know what I mean? So it was a little, um, I guess my, I wasn't always as accurate. However, I did notice how many things sort of fell into this cycle naturally. So just like my own menstrual cycle and seeing that that synced up with the the new moon and the full moon, it was really interesting to see some of the other things, the other pieces. So I wanted to say that both your TEDx talk and the release of season two, episode one, occurred during a waning gibbous moon which is a time of releasing and receiving, letting go and harvesting. And so I found it really interesting that both were kind of um, situations where we had built up. You had built up to put out your TED Talk and we had built up the all the season two uh, stuff to release it. And it just happened to fall on those days. 
um, when we recorded at your studio that that um, episode one, where we kind of did our flashback that was released. The or sorry, yeah, no, that was episode one. So it was released uh, October sixteenth. When we recorded that in your studio, it was a first quarter moon, which interestingly enough was set with developing growth, setting roots, and taking action. Uh, the date of our photo shoot that we did so that we had new photos for this year was a new moon day. And we even discussed it on that day, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but we were standing there at the um, new moon. Today is a day for setting intentions. And we made an intention for the podcast on that day. And so it was really interesting that it just sort of auspiciously happened on that day. Today is a last quarter moon, which is readjustment, transition, and cleansing. And when I think about some of the things that we discussed before we started recording and uh, some of our directions for where we're heading, I feel like that naturally fits some of the things that we've discussed. Additionally, when I go through my journal, I see that I do feel more energetic around um, the full moon time, like as it builds to the full moon and as it wanes and comes back down is when I do tend to spend a little bit more time reflecting. And I just did notice that that happened naturally for me. I think all of that is so cool how that all lines <laughs> up, like, you know? It just naturally happens if you let it flow. I do remember us standing out there and um, setting our intention when we were getting our pictures taken. And I think that was just after my Marilyn Monroe moment, right? <laughs> it, <I> was. Had. <laughs> it was. It was right after that. It was very fun, too. And it, it just seemed really um, serendipitous that it happened that day that we happened to be together that we had an intention and I felt like it was a little bit more powerful because we were together to set that intention and we weren't just setting it separately um apart you know it just really goes back to show that um if we slow down and let the universe guide us and we can let go of our expectations and our judgments and our competitions and just let the universe flow um, it does really draw us in the directions that we need to be in. I, I heard this analogy um, not too long ago. You know, if you're watching the grass grow, it's not going to grow any faster. You can't pull on the bright blade of grass to get it to go flat faster, right? You can't push your efforts into it. You just mm -hmm. have to let it grow how it's going to grow, and it'll be beautiful grass. Um, and so I think, you know, a lot of that is is here. You know, you showed it just laid out an example of a timeline that we didn't, you know, have this big thing, like we have to do it on this day. And, you know, mm -hmm. it just happened naturally to bring the energy that we needed to each activity. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And if we think about some of the other fun of that day, like not bringing clothes to a photo shoot. Fun things that happened and we still went with the flow and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. So I asked, is it worth it? Should we try to do more by the moon cycle, maybe invest in other apps or make business decisions by the moon cycle? What, what were your thoughts? 
I think yes, to some degree, because I feel like the moon energy needs to be honored a bit more and the energy aspect of our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So for example, I notice my sleep is off around the full moon. Mm -hmm. I've also heard that moon bathing helps reset your hormone levels. And to be honest, there are periods of time in my life where I would be outside walking or, you know, sitting and meditating and I got quite a bit of moonlight. But right now my life is to where I get no moonlight at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not outside um, only for a brief moment when I let big T out for the last time. So I think the moon is our closest celestial neighbor and has a powerful influence over every living thing on our planet. Um, And it exerts two and a half times the gravitational pull of the sun. So I feel like, eh, you know, I need to spend a little more time and acknowledge uh, its presence more in my life. I agree. I feel like exactly what you said. You know, we, we discuss so often the importance of nature and yet we don't really respect nighttime or the moon as part of, you know, being with nature. We talk about forest bathing. We talk about getting outside and touching green things. But like you said, getting outside and, and you know, letting the moonlight shine down on you, um, I really do think has an impact just as much as the significance of, you know, being in nature. I found it to be helpful. It was really fun to tie a ritual to things. So setting my intention in my journal and kind of checking the moon app with it. Um, Setting intentions for the new moon. Um, I did a cleanse of my crystals under the full moon. I just put them in a bowl and set them outside my front door and brought them back in. (laughs) Um, Thinking about harvesting my fruits and labor toward the end of the cycle. And I was really, really surprised with this little experiment to see how many things aligned with the moon cycle that I didn't plan, including my own body's moon cycle. Like that was something that I was like, huh, I didn't even, I've always been super regular, but for it to sync up so neatly, (laughs) I was just very (laughs) surprised. Um, I feel like connecting with nature is so important and this is one of the many ways that we can sync with nature in a profound way when i think about how this ties into yoga therapy i think of svedvaya and self-study so all of this connecting with nature setting conscious intentions and goals and following it with the moon it just fits a little bit more into that into that field of self-study um, additionally, oh, go ahead, Kim. Did you have something else? Well, I was going to say, what what gift are you giving our Patreons no, that members? Was, that was what I was moving. So our discussion today, hopefully it inspired you to study yourself in relation to the phases of the moon. Our show notes this week are going to have more links regarding the apps that we've mentioned. Um, Kim's Flow app, the moon app that I used, um, which was just a moon-free calendar phases. Um, and Ezzy Spencer's Lunar Abundance website, I really found her stuff to be helpful. I don't know her. I'm not sponsoring her. I just found her um, graphics to be beautiful and her information that she has in the little newsletter that she sends out to be really tied into everything that we discussed today. So we will be leaving that. Did we have an affirmation for this 
episode, Kim, or is that something that we were going to tie in on the website? If you uh, watch our Instagram, every Monday is uh, Affirmation Day, and so you'll see an affirmation go out on Monday. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Show notes and resources grow on our website, wherethelotusgrows.com. If you're wanting to engage with the topics we present in a deeper way, it's a great place to go for a more immersive experience and links to pertinent show information. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or subscribe on our website to get our weekly blog, personalized weekly mantra, and links to listen to the show. We're so grateful for all the reviews, recommendations, membership support, and suggestions that you provide us. As always, our member platform is at patreon.com backslash where the lotus grows. This is where you can go to donate to the show to help keep us going and get a few rewards for your support. Thank you, Courageitarians. We love having you as our Sangha. Until next week. Remember, though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended as treatment or diagnosis. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for full evaluation.